friends, Camille here at Introverted Improvisers, an online audio-based improv community. Happy New Year! Or whatever. In celebration of starting the year outright, I decided to dedicate January at Introverted Improvisers to failure and experimentation, but often resulting in failure. So by the way, I was accused of sounding inhumanly friendly and peppy in my last public blast on audio formats, which, uh, by the way, check out the audio formats episode if you're interested in playing an audio with some friends. But uh, I decided now I'm going to get more real with y'all. I'm going to get a little sassy sass going on. I'm going to try not to edit this, but newsflash, I'll probably fail at that because I will start to ramble somewhere. So I'm here to say... It's time to put the resolutions away. And let's fuck up. Hardcore. Oh, and by the way, mistakes are gifts. An important pillar of improv, in addition to my other improvisationals, you are enough and got your back, is mistakes are gifts. In my experience... This little gem was delivered to me probably on my first day of improv or some beginning improv drop-in. It's emphasized when you learn one of your first improv games, Zip, Zap, Sop, where you're meant to go so fast that you do screw up. And then everybody celebrates with a loud noise and they run around and they rearrange their position and they start the game afresh but energized and smiling. And the point is you celebrate the whoopsie. You indulge in the reset. Saying mistakes are gifts comforts and reminds anyone new who is nervous about being funny or saying something dumb or, oh my god, I don't have anything to say at all, which is me, uh, that essentially any offer can be spun into gold or maybe just supported, so just stop worrying. (laughs) Easier said than done, and also there are a lot of caveats there. I mean, obviously, it's not a great gift to be the receiver of any kind of ism or taboo topic on stage, but in practice, I believe these can safely be explored with boundaries, good discussions, and ways to support one of these whoopsie offers very generously and intelligently. It's really common for beginning improvisers to go to what is called low-hanging fruit, like poop and fart jokes, references to drugs and alcohol, or accidentally saying something sexist or maybe overly sexual that becomes really uncomfortable, and that's just because their brains are freaking out, and it goes to that place of shock and therefore says something shocking. And as we say, your panicked brain always goes into the toilet. That's the beauty of practicing improv, by the way. You learn techniques to help override the shit for brains outhouse of panic in there as you learn to flow and be flexible in the unknown. But you know what? You're not going to land it every time, even though you try and get better. Listen, everyone needs to take a dump, so it's going to happen. I'm just here to help you light the match afterward. (laughs) I am the flame to your farts. (laughs) See? Uh... (laughs) brain goes to farts when I'm trying something different on the fly. Mistakes are gifts. Not gonna edit. Not gonna edit. Not gonna edit. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I need to put that on a t-shirt. I am the flame to your farts. Or is that a giant explosion? Now I'm overthinking. Now I'm overthinking this. Okay. Back to mistakes or gifts. Mistakes are gifts, relaxes new improvisers into not being afraid to make a wrong choice. And the less you worry about outcome, the easier and better the improv will be. But what 
is a mistake in improv, really. I mean, when we're talking about mistakes generally, I'm one of those people that will see long-term effects of a mistake or maybe even failure to have served a greater purpose, but know that I can and will wallow in mistakes and failure for a long, painful time and telling myself during that time that it'll blow over and it'll someday mean something. That doesn't fucking help and it hurts and I'm a loser and I'm crying and I'm never doing improv again. In improv, a mistake is, uh, that's, I think that's got to be self-defined, but generally I think common mistakes are using the wrong names or getting previously established information wrong, like somebody is a priest in one scene, but then they're accidentally named a doctor, Um, so they have to become this priest doctor, and they maybe have to live a secret life as one or the other. And those we generally try to avoid for the sake of consistency and not having to justify, but sometimes... Something really weird comes out of your mouth, and rather than correcting it, you go with it. Like if you say, can you hand me the telepophone, when you meant to say telephone, and your scene partner caught it, and now a world exists where telepophones are things that you hold while you have a telepathic conversation with someone, rather than holding something and having a real conversation with someone. (laughs) Like, that's ridiculous and totally fun. Let's build that world out. In life, these little blips, these little mistakes, don't really bother me. I mean, whoops, use bleach on the colors? Well, time to get some new clothes anyway. Or fuck it, wear them anyway. Cracked the cup? Great. Less dishes to wash. But I don't recover easily from Mrs. Mistake's bigger, uglier brother, Mr. Failure. I go dark pretty quickly when I quote-unquote fail. Now, I'm not a therapist, but I am a bit of a philosopher, so from that angle, what does it even mean to fail? I mean, I imagine this for a lot of goal-oriented people, which is not me, by the way, generally speaking, that failure means someone has a target, a want, they fall short of it, and maybe even worse, they fall short of it because of their own personal responsibility in it. Ouch. But for some people, it's maybe not as big of a deal. They just sort of say, like... I miscalculated that, resulting in failure to launch, but I will try again. Although, if you're with NASA, that's a pretty big fucking deal. But for some, not only do they not hit that goal, but maybe they fucking ate shit trying to do it, and that could result in shame. You know, beefing an interview with an accidentally inappropriate nervous comment, cracking while belting out the highest note, double faulting a match away, and of course a huge disgusting fart where a good impression had to be made. And this is my kind of failure. Exposing my inadequacies in situations that are important to me, resulting in shame. And all of those things I listed? (sighs) True story. So, some of the biggest failures in my life are actually related to improv shame. Because improv is so important to me, and for the longest time I did feel completely inadequate. And if you're struggling with that, listen to the episode, You Are Enough, on ways to reframe that comparison trap. So in early improv days, sometimes I'd go a bit crazy town on stage, but that was by accident. I had poor listening skills, which stemmed from this distracted, overthinking, judging mind, thinking I was helping the fun by actively adding something weird at the expense of what was already established. 
Then I'd see the fears in everyone's rapidly scanning eyes saying like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm thinking, oh man, I thought I knew what the fuck was going on. And this got way better over time with my ability to hold, listen, respond, and trust myself. But then, as I got more confident, I struggled time to time with ego. One time, I totally lost it in a rehearsal with a mixture of having a bad day and then the pressure of a character role I didn't want to accept. To top it off, I decided that when given an offer to take a fun journey, the obvious thing to do for my scene partner and the practice show, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to take that. In my mind, I wanted to play a loser who didn't take a chance and didn't go down this fun rabbit hole that was offered to me. So I could have just communicated this and said, I am a loser and I'm not going to take that chance. But instead, as an improviser, I was hoping it was understood. And I think my scene partner thought I was just misunderstanding her cue. So she dug in harder for me to go down the rabbit hole. I felt unsupported and cornered, again, being sensitive from the day. So I shouted as a person, not as an actor, not as an improviser. I shouted, fuck off, and ran off the scene as thankfully new people swept in and tried to reset this giant shitstorm I created. I remember going to the sidelines, not being able to make eye contact, and only imagining what was going on in everyone's brains, in a troop, oh, even worse, in a troop I was very new in. And I also didn't have the coping skills at the time to acknowledge afterwards what happened. Just let everyone know, I had a bad day, I'm sorry, I'm aware of what I did. All I could say was, my scene partner made a strong offer that I was aware I didn't take. I don't remember much else, but one comment will always stick with me, and someone gently tried to say, this practice felt a little bit combative. And while in my mind I was a little bit pissed off that that was expressed, in truth, it totally was, and I just couldn't articulate at the time why. Now, I do struggle with articulation of my feelings, but I'm not going to blame it totally on that. Part of it was my ego wanting to say, well, I didn't see anybody supporting my choice. And part of me was totally ashamed to say, I had a big-ass ego in that scene, I thought I had a better offer, and that wound up fucking up the show. It's a gray area. So anyway, I reached out to my scene partner in a message, and she said it wasn't a big deal, but I cried for days, wondered how I could redeem myself improvisationally, maybe if I did some great scene I would make up for how badly I screwed up, and you know what pressure to perform does. Uh after all of that, I actually quit improv for a while. It did line up with me moving away, and I did have a great final show the next week before I left, but I sat in that shame so, so hard. I didn't want to seek out any improv wherever I landed next. I couldn't trust myself, and I certainly did not want to be that vulnerable again. The sad thing I don't think anyone held that against me. And had anyone held that against me long term, they might need a bit of a compassion check. So I was the only one holding myself back, and for a long time. I mean, thankfully, I did muster up the courage to improvise again nearly a year later by rejoining some old friends in improv and easing back into it. The most recent improv fail in the past couple of months was trying two new things at once with a group of people I didn't know well. On-camera improv, which used to be very difficult for me and now isn't too bad, 
but at the time was really hard, and it was combined with practicing a wonderful but somewhat cerebral skill for me. And I was noticing my scene partner was totally confident while I was totally lost. I just started feeling like garbage. I started losing my words, my ideas, any imagery or recall, and then I just froze as the little white light of fun and focus faded into black into this eternal silence of what the fuckery in front of talented people I admired. There was so much shame that day. I, an instructor, an improv podcaster, someone who's trying to help and coach others do improv, couldn't fucking do improv, let alone say a word? Like how mortified I would have been if anyone in class knew I do what I do? Ugh, and my bruised ego. In all these situations, I just want to justify, 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 talk it out, explain what happened. Please know I'm not a bad person. Love me. I'm not a phony. 99% of the time, okay, let's be real, 80% of the time, I don't fuck up like this. And of course, I tried not to explain myself because sometimes being seen as defensive is kind of worse than just taking the feedback on it. And to top it all off, all of these people remember me as the loser who fucked up improv forever. That's facetious, by the way. Before I move on with this, I don't want to overlook for anyone out there that for my diagnosed ADHD brain, there was a lot of stimulation and input I was unfamiliar with coming in, coupled with expectation, coupled with the crippling self-doubt. I felt myself shutting down to a point I couldn't access memories or words. And for some people, that is a classic trauma response. But part of me does not want to fall back on that explanation because it could have legitimately been a super uncomfortable brain fart while doing something I sucked at. Both of those things are legit and okay. So all this is to say, big improv fails? They are not my place to judge where they're coming from when I see it happen and know that I have all the compassion in the world, especially because I've been there. So what I really want to say here is that I will always do my best to remind improvisers that mistakes are gifts as much as they can be, but fucking up is also real because you felt it and I'm not here to convince you you didn't just fuck up. I'm here to normalize it and have your back on it. Please know that having been in that position of improv shutdown, I do not, not, not believe in shame-prov. That means when your head goes to a wacky, weird, maybe even deeply disturbing place, we will process that however you need to. We'll talk about it on the spot. We'll talk about it after. You can think on it. You can email me days, weeks, months later. No, I am always here to listen. And in the meantime, I'm thinking the best of you and imagining that if you went somewhere uncomfortable or even shameful, that there is something deeper and difficult going on. I give you my heart and gratitude for your vulnerability in just showing up. So as we say in improv, follow the fun, certainly, but follow the fear. I heard this first in a class of David Algers at Pan Theater in Oakland, California. And he also says, treat your fellow improvisers like they are poets, artists, and geniuses. And I will. Granted, that doesn't mean I'll support anyone in acting like a dick or saying something way inappropriate, but I will certainly try to address it from a place of curiosity before I ask you to come back to class when you're ready to respect your fellow players. 
If I can't uphold that promise, it's because I have something going on with me. Could be my own fucking ego. Could be my bad day. And in that case, can you please totally have my back? Because I probably need it. Wink, wink. So, all I want to post this month is our experiments. Some of them are successful in the sense that they're fun, mistakes be damned. Some of them are flat-out fails and funny as shit. And I want to normalize that we advanced improvisers, teachers, veterans, we're total normies, if not downright doofballs, and that's just me speaking for myself. And these fails are normal and hilarious to experience. This is a totally safe space for epic fails. And if you're interested in our shows which showcase our improv for the better, we hope, check out the podcast page on introvertedimprovisers.com or search for Introverted Improvisers on Podbean, which gives you the ability to search in the tags for shows and popular categories. And also a little plug here to check out our sister podcast, Roundabout Shakespeare. Yep. That's improvised Shakespeare, and we have a genre format, a scholar format, and also some experimental sets. We'll be uploading even more this year with also some clips and maybe some tricks. So please come listen and laugh with us, and if this makes you feel so inclined to try improv, especially to fail with a fabulously fun group of people, reach out to us to come and play, because I'd love to hear your voice, and we've totally got your back. I'm just realizing that I went back into that peppy voice. Can't help it. Can't help it. It's who I am. That's who I am.